Now Blake Blake carries all the heavy stuff. That's his job. And we sit pretty <laughs> on the side and watch. But they got they used to get like complete outfit. Like the band would have a third eye blind uniform that the roadies would wear. Really? So they still smell bad, but they looked fucking great. Fuck them, Blake. Don't carry their shit. <laughs> Hey, this is Party Like a Rockstar podcast, and I'm your host, Joel. Today's episode is brought to you by Misha's Kind Foods. They're an LA-based small business making the world's finest non-dairy cheese on the market today. They're lactose-free, paleo, keto, kosher, perev, and 100% vegan. If you like what you see, check out the next video. If you like this video, please subscribe and like by clicking the little round button on the bottom right. To learn more about me or our other guests on the show, go to joelrody.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. The handle is Joel Rohde. If you haven't already read my book, Memoir of a Rohde, it's now available through Amazon and paperback Kindle or as an audiobook. I hope you enjoy the show. I'll just wait for Nick to get back and then... Yeah, no, cool. Take your time. It's all good. And then I'll get going and... Uh, and then... I, uh, I actually have a, a signed Stone Temple Pilots poster that Blake actually gifted me in my room over here. <laughs> oh, sweet. Right? Yeah, that's a funny story. It's when uh, Chester Bennington was with the band because I was a huge Linkin Park fan. And so Blake, I don't know how Blake got it, but he gave it to me one day in college and was like, you like him better than I do. So, What made you like him better? I don't know. I mean, I... I all uh, the CDs. <laughs> yeah, no. I, well, I, you're I mean, a huge Linkin Park fan. And, and like, I, I like Stone Temple Pilots, but I, like, I knew that you really liked Linkin Park, so I thought that might right. as well. Yeah, Blake, remember, where's yeah. my signed Stone Temple Pilots poster? <laughs> yeah, um, it was a one of a kind. Share the wealth, man. They hand them out like confetti, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right, let me introduce you guys. We'll get going. Today's episode, I have the band Kids That Fly. Got Ryan Hendry, Nicholas Mariglio, Brayden Frandino, and Blake Henry. They just released their A single called Look In Your Eyes, that was released on June 23rd, which was last week, if I can do my math correctly. It's coming from the EP called Melodramas for the Space Age that will be released August 5th. We already started by talking about Chester, (laughs) so so we can keep going. I do have my first question, though. I do have a question for you guys. Is uh, As you guys get older, are you going to change your band name to Adults That Fly? You know, that, that's been a hot topic of conversation, actually. We, oh, yeah. it, the name definitely has a half-life on it. We can't be like, you know, 35, 40, running around saying we're kids. But uh, if anything, we'll probably just hit the abbreviation KTF, you know, leave it up to interpretation. So you've thought been pushing for that for a while. It's like how the Beach Boys had an argument in the late 60s about changing their name to the beach. I don't know if you guys ever read that yes, story. I didn't know that. Yeah, no. Ryan Wilson was like, we should change our name to the beach. Kind of like <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts to Duncan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> these beach guys. It was actually just yeah. Brian Wilson's birthday. Yes, it was. Oh, and Paul McCartney's too. Oh, shit. That guy yeah. too. See all these big guys. That's good. Yeah. On top of your shit, Ryan. It's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's the facts guy. He's got all the history. He's like our little encyclopedia. So. And then I also found there's a band called Kids Can't Fly. Have you heard of these guys? Is it really? Yes. There yeah, it they're, is. They're, I'm assuming you British, guys are right? better than them. <laughs> can fly. 
I think they're a British band. When, when we first started, I, I, I remember like Google searching kids that fly and kids can't fly was the first Google search. And I was like, uh-oh, this is going to be, you know, okay, hairy in the future. Um, no, yeah. you don't do so it wasn't again. malicious. No. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be good. You guys could go on, you guys could do a whole leg together. I don't know. You could argue over who would be the opening band. I would say you guys should headline. Yeah. Well, strictly on the name, I would say. Strictly but, on you know. the name. <laughs> I talked shit about their talent, but I actually didn't listen to them. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna have to look them up. I know we we always get jokes about it sometimes, like oh, kids that run, kids that swim, kids kids that crash. All, everyone wants to come up with some funny play on words with the kids that who's them or what's it, you know? So and you guys all met in college. We did, yeah. yeah. All went to UConn, yeah. But a couple Blake of you guys and I each am. other longer, right? You were in like some sort of club or something together, and then uh, it kind of spawned from there. Yeah, so yeah. so Blake yeah. and I actually met uh, our freshman year. We're a year older than than Nick and Ryan. Blake and I met our freshman year. We we're both music majors. Okay. And so he was this. He was a guitar player. I was a trumpet player, and we both were in jazz combos together. And you know, Blake and I just kind of hit it off. We both liked the same music. We would kind of you know go into the the practice rooms with no amplified instruments, and we'd both you know jam out for a bit. Um, and then yeah, we all met at a club, uh, a club that we all helped to start. It was called UConn Entertainment Group. Um, and Nick wanted to like showcase some originals and he needed a band. And then we just kind of formed. It's like an anti job fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I amused myself. Even if it's not funny, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and Ryan here, he's like the knowledgeable guy. So what were you planning to do? Um, what do you mean? You're a music major too. No, I, uh, I went to school for electrical and and math so i was i was on a totally different path so. i knew he was the smart guy <laughs> you know. i wouldn't go that far more no like, no not like yet all right so you guys are doing this you're doing this group and then how did you decide who joined what you guys needed you know you needed a singer and nick came along you were searching for or just it fell together or how do you guys put it yeah together? no we uh well it started originally it was just uh i was in a band all throughout high school with our um with our old drummer that we had for a couple of years and you know we went to college and it was just hard to kind of like you know find a place to rehearse and everything you know i mean like i mean with the band there's a lot of moving parts a lot of logistics and stuff so it was tough for us like you know freshmen with no real relations to clubs and everything to find a place to like you know put up a drum kit or like you know crank our amps to 11 and stuff like that so uh, it started off originally, it was uh, just me. And then, you know, I was like, I want to get in the band again, get the you know boys back together. So we had uh, the old drummer. He was, um, he played drums for us. And then I was actually in a band with Blake and Brayden separately before we linked up together. They were just kind of like cover bands. We were messing around. So I kind of pulled them in, you know, from there. I was like, you know, Blake's a great guitarist. Let's get him in here. Brayden's played bass for me before. Let's, let's do it. So then we pulled that in and then Ryan joined shortly after that and, uh, and all kind of fell in the place. So. Now here's a fun one. So I was at a, I was at a place called Barney's Beanery in LA. It's a famous spot, you know, and I was with a buddy. It wasn't a big band dude, but the dude can sing. Man. And so we're hanging out. And so he, he's just, he's buying us drinks and drinks and drinks. And he, he's like, man, you know, I'm, I'm making all this money. I'm working at the shoe store. And he kept telling us the same thing. I'm like, you're like the Al Bundy of Barney's Beanery, but he was really <laughs> excited and he's dropping all this money. So then finally my buddy's like, all right, go do it. I was like, what's he going to do? I was like, watch this shit. And the guy gets up on the stage and he starts singing Frank Sinatra. And literally every woman in Barney's Beanery went to the stage to see this guy because <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. He's a great dude. 
<clears throat> but Nick, what do you got in the repertoire where you go up to the mic and you're kind of like, here you go. <laughs> yeah, well, I need I'll a free drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, karaoke. Not from Braden. Sinatra. No. <laughs> Sinatra is always a winner at karaoke. So I like to get the, you know, the ones with the little horn breaks in the middle so I can kind of get around on stage, you know, give some winks, some, you know, stuff like that to the crowd. But no, I am, I'm actually a huge Sinatra fan. You know, my grandfather grew up listening to him, you know, like Dean Martin and all those like, uh, you know, old vocal pop singers. So those are kind of my, and I feel like that's a little, uh, the Rat Pack. Yeah, all those. Yeah, those I love all that awesome. stuff too. So, yeah. But it's that's, uh, and, and it's a little bit of a style change. You know, people hear kind of like the, the pop rock, like, uh, you know, love song stuff we do. So then I can pull out the Sinatra as well. And it's like, oh my God, wow, look at this. <laughs> He he's can really sing. Beautiful love songs. Yeah. <laughs> he's like a love song walking machine. <laughs> yeah. Tiny Dancer's a winner for everyone, you know? Definitely. Gotta love that song. Do, they do, do you do the Tony Danza version or do you do the, the right one? Uh, it's mostly just a lot of vowels I throw around, but as long as, you know, everyone's drunk enough, no one really notices. So you guys are doing, <laughs> were you doing like frat parties and stuff or everything? Yeah, well, I mean, we would we would play anywhere that they take us early on. You know, we it was funny actually. We used to rehearse in the basement of the frat house for a while. They were the only people who'd let us, you know, get that loud. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we played a bunch of house shows, a bunch of like you know random school events and stuff. You know, but I'm mean, honestly, I think the most fun ones were probably the uh, the house parties. Super intimate. You know, the sound quality is not the best, obviously, in a in a Mansfield cellar where we you know right in Yukon, but. You know, it, it was just a blast, especially because, you know, Braden and I actually, we met in, in our frat. We are frat boys at heart, believe it or not. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> that, that's what everyone says. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it was fun. Like Ryan, we, you we had better taste a... or no, it was a different frat. <laughs> I, 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 no, I, I wasn't a frat boy at all. I was a stay in my study till 4 a.m. kind of kid, but I did my fair share of partying. Blake and I went to house shows together. Yeah, we would, we would go to the house shows and stuff. Yeah. I was too busy, like trying to practice guitar and stuff like all that stuff <laughs> don't worry yeah. I'm, I'm sure me blake and i had a bunch of mutual friends in the fraternity and blake was it was at a couple of those parties so he was an yeah. honorary brother for yeah sure. he was <laughs> right on and so you joined the band so that okay so Braden, blake and nick you've been in the band for a minute and ryan you're the new guy sort of yeah and how long you've been in the band ryan Oh man, probably a year and a half. I think I joined in like December of 2020 or January 2021 around there. Okay, cool. All right, uh, so yeah, right around the time of trouble, I think we released that. Ryan Shorn joined just before. Actually, it was a few months before that. Now I think about it, it's still a recording process and stuff. And you guys yeah, are all yeah. out of school now. Yeah, yeah finally. Yeah, I, I just graduated like, in May. So we're working men, fresh meat for the grinder. You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. So now you're out of school. So I know you guys have a gig coming up too. I saw that it's in Connecticut, right? So what's the next step? Like, what do you guys do? So you're together and I'm getting what I'm getting at here. And what I was pushing is to get to understand you guys a little bit, but also like, I got some listeners. I got this kid in Alaska who likes listening. I don't know if he wants to be a roadie or a rock star. I don't know, but it doesn't matter, but he wants to work <laughs> in music and he's a nice kid. So he, uh, you know, how do you guys, you put your band together, you're doing pretty good. You have a good sound. I see you guys are super on the music video thing. You got a music video for a lot of the songs and they look great. So Sweet, appreciate it. Yeah, they were, they're good. So how do you move to the next step? What do you guys do? Or how did you That's, find where you're at right now? Uh, I'm really, it's just, I mean, we've been pretty fortunate. We've got a lot of people who've, you know, let us rehearse in places and have given us some pretty cool show opportunities. So 
we've just been kind of riding the wave. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'd like to think there's some kind of formula. There's a way to make it, but you know, we've just been. I don't think there is. That's what I'm getting. I mean, so you, know. you guys are doing a show. Somebody comes up and says, "Oh, hey, I really like it," and my dad works for you know, he's in the mail room of Concord Records or something, and you're like, yeah. "Oh, yeah, cool." <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, record deal will be sweet. We've been, you know, independent for wherever. And, you know, it's, I feel like the music business has changed of so recent much, years. So I don't a know lot of stuff you can do on your own, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think, you know, at this point, it, I think it's different with a band versus as like a solo act. Because solo act, you know, it's a lot more, I think you get in the studio, record some tracks, kind of do whatever. But, you know, I mean, when a band goes on tour, you need like someone to carry the drum kit and the amps and all that stuff. So I think, you know, logistically, Ryan you know, told a record me deal. Fucking do it. Yeah, yeah. That's, now Blake, Blake carries all the heavy stuff. That's his job, and we sit pretty on the side and watch. You're the youngest. Fuck him, Blake. Don't carry this. Yeah. <laughs> right. So you're gonna put together like a van tour next, probably. Uh, we did a little mini tour down to the Carolinas uh, about a month ago. That was fun. We just rented a van and hit a couple spots. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's at this point we're, we're, we got a couple like semi-local shows planned. So we got the Connecticut show, which will open up for not a surf, which is super cool opportunity. Cause they, they reached out to us actually, which was awesome. Super cool. Um, yeah, we got a, we got a show at Bowery ballroom in August. Uh, That's cool. and then uh, a couple other Stanford shows, which is where I'm from, you know, right outside New York city area. Uh, and then Boston in September. So, you know, we're just kind of bouncing around. I mean, we've, we've had talks of, you know, picking some weekends and, you know, running some circuits around either like New England or, you know, heading down south a little bit or, um, you know, I mean, again, we'll, we'll, we'll go wherever, you know, we'd, we'd love to travel. The, the Carolinas gig was, was a blast. You know, I know we had tons of fun driving around, a lot of driving, which was a bit of a headache. But North Carolina, but, uh, right? They have happy hour all day there. They do? All the hours are happy hours. All hours are happy hours. It's like six, eight <laughs> or something. We, we only spent one night there. We spent, uh, we went to Columbia, which is where USC is, which was a fun show. Then up to Myrtle Beach on the Friday, That's which fun. was an interesting event. Uh, and then, yeah, Raleigh was uh, the Saturday. So it was cool. It's a nice little circuit. But like, you know, the drive from Connecticut down was like 12 hours. It was another 12 hours back. It was just, you know, whole day of traveling. But what are some of the fun gigs you guys have had? Instances of gigs or something that were amusing? I can give you examples from other people if you want, but uh, ones that come to mind where you're kind of wondering how the hell you're actually playing this. <laughs> I, 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 think I think opening up for Third Eye Blind in Stanford was, was huge. Because, was I mean, cool, uh, yeah. me personally, that was only like my third or fourth gig with the band. And by the end of our set, there was easily a couple thousand people there. So jump into the deep end. Yeah, that's cool. Now that, that was a cool opportunity for sure. And, and early on, you know, we played, um, when we were back at UConn, we played a, a dance marathon. It was like a, it was a big fundraiser event for uh, the Connecticut Children's Medical Center. So we played it two years in a row, actually. But that was just, you know, everyone's already there to dance and have a good time. So it was like two, 3,000 people all, you know, ready to hang out. And we were playing like, you know, 2000s pop covers and people were just, you know, going nuts for it. it was, that was a fun show. The energy in there was just like, crazy cool so. are you a dance machine nick you know, you know if yeah. they ever let me put the guitar down up. i will be a dance machine but i gotta keep rocking unfortunately you know oh. <laughs> one day once once we get the seven people we're gonna have a horn section backup singers uh two extra guitars to tour with us then i'll put the guitar down and then i'll start hitting like james brown dance moves in the front of the stage that's the plan <laughs> so, but you really want to get that but you want to have more people in the band uh, well, I, you know, I, I do, I'd love to tour with, you know, I've always seen bands, you know, have like 
you know, backup singers dancing along. We've toured with a, not tour, we played a bunch of shows with a, with a horn section a couple of times, which is super cool. You know, we got a, a good friend of ours, Dan Fagan, who does all the arrangements and like, you know, helps build up, uh, you know, all the backing, you know, backing parts of the songs. And that, that's a lot of fun. And the horns bring such a cool energy to a live performance, I feel like. Yeah, that's to be, but isn't it hard? I mean, you keep adding people to your band. None of you make any money. No, that, and that's another problem. That's why we don't bring the horns everywhere. You know, very, very specific, <laughs> uh, fun little circumstances. Like whenever we play, we played a local, uh, in Stanford, we played at a bar. We brought them along to just kind of hang out. Uh, we brought them to Mercury Lounge in New York, uh, one time, but you know, it's a very like, you know, and again, we like to keep it as kind of like a super, uh, you know, not that often thing where, you know, like every now and then, if it's like a big show or like, you know, a fun local one, we'll bring the horns along and have them play with us. But, you know, they, it's been awesome. They're, they're always willing to come along and, and hang out with us and play. So that's been the good. Boys. The good oh. part is, is one of the, the horn players is my identical twin brother. So there's no real <laughs> obligation to pay him if he ever asks. <laughs> I'm sure so. he appreciates that. Of course. Yes, yeah. He likes it. Got brotherly love right there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So one of the questions I ask every guest, there's a few of us here this time. So I'm going to ask a little earlier than normal, but the question is uh, my buddies all have little kids or most of them do. And um, I was going to make a joke. Girls actually have sex with some of these guys. I'll probably cut that because it's really (laughs) rude. (laughs) And I wanted to say anyway, so these, my buddies have kids. And so my buddy's kid is in fifth grade and she came up with a question. And her question was, when did you first feel famous? So my question to each of you guys is, when did you first feel famous? If fame is not the answer you want to go down because you don't feel famous or you hate fame or whatever, when was there a kernel in your life, a moment in your career, possibly a graduate in college, whatever, something that happened to you that you would say is worth mentioning? What would each of you guys choose as your moment right now? Hmm. I think at least for me, some sort of fame whatever that may may be um when i would used to walk around on campus and people would you know kind of whisper that's the guy in the band that's the guy in the band um so there was there was definitely fame on campus which was a, was a it cool this thing. band <laughs> what's that was it, was it this band yes yeah yeah i didn't want to be awkward that's good um and there, it was that I, i'd say that was kind of the first moment and then i guess more realistically and, and recently um, out after our Mercury Lounge show, people came up to us and asked for our signature. And that's always still like such a surreal thing. I'm like, you know, I'm that's pretty just cool. Yeah. Playing that's four chords in the bass. My moment. Um, yeah. Cool. What's your moment there, Blake? What, what do you got? Oh, like after Mercury Lounge, just because like we, we filled it up a good amount. And then like, it's crazy to see people to like actually come out to us instead of like, I don't know. Like our friends and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. No, I know it's cool. I do think it's cool. You know, more and more shows, I start getting some, you know, unfamiliar faces who are still hanging out and singing the words, you know, yeah. which is, which is pretty, a pretty cool, uh, you know, that's just a cool feeling. Just have people like know the music and, and be vibing along with it. For who's sure. the main songwriter? Who was the lyricist? Or did you guys all work on it or? It, it, it started off, I would, uh, you know, very early on, it was really just me kind of. It is getting ideas better. And bring it to the band better. setting. No, that's because everyone else is chipping in now. Everyone, now everyone else is starting to write songs too. Like, uh, I know the last two, or actually last last three singles, we got For the Night, which started out as a demo on with Blake. Um, and then Trouble before that was, that was from Ryan's laptop. So, 
So it's, okay. it's, you know, I think, I think our sound is kind of evolving now that we're all kind of pitching in, you know, different kinds of ideas and different styles and stuff. So it's def it's definitely evolved since, you know, we've only been doing it a couple of years, but you know, project to project has definitely been more of a, a group effort as time goes on. So, yeah. Well, a couple of years goes quick, but at the same time you get to know each other better and better, you know, and you can meld and then you get it going. Yeah. No, totally. And I think, you know, just even just hanging out and rehearsing more, you know, chemistry keeps building and all. So it's, you know, and again, you know, all the random ideas that come from songs and stuff, they've come from, you know, some of them are just like out of the blue, we're at rehearsal, it just comes up, we're like, all right, let's run with it. You know, other ones, like the, you know, the, for, for the night in trouble, I know we're demos that, you know, Blake and Ryan have been working on for a while independently, and then finally brought it to the group, and then we just kind of built it from there, so. Oh, awesome. You got a moment for me, Ryan? It's a math test that we uh, did really good on or something? <laughs> Honestly, honestly, I think winning my middle school talent show was pretty cool. Uh, that was that was a big that was a big fame moment for me. I, I was well, on top. What did of you that do? School. Uh, I I played like some instrumental classical guitar solo thing, and it was terrible. We still have it on tape, and I watched it again a couple of years ago. It was terrible, but everyone else sucked less, I guess, or sucked more than I did. So you know, we should play that um, tape. As like our walking for our next show. Yeah, really. <laughs> Did you think you were got... at the time? Oh yeah, dude. I, I I thought I was the shit. You know, I came off that stage. I had my guitar in my hand. I was like, I didn't see anybody else playing an instrument. And then the next person <laughs> who went on after me, like, was shredding some violin thing, but she broke a string. So oh, wow. she lost. Sa damn, yeah. saved on that one. Yeah. Nick wouldn't <laughs> last for that one, breaking all the strings. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, did they give you a trophy? Yeah, I still have it somewhere, but it's it's basically the equivalent of a participation trophy because it was middle school. So you know, I think it's sucks, an album but... cover. <laughs> <laughs> get the worthy. film camera, Blake. Let's do it. Yeah. Take the picture. Who did we get? Yeah. Nick. I think Ryan, you were saying you got recognized at Grand Central one time, right? Taking the train back. I was that was at Penn Station, actually. Yeah, I went to go see. I went to go see Genesis at Madison Square Garden with my mom back in December. Killer. And as I was taking the train back, I pulled my mask down to drink some water. And some girl was like, are you the drummer for kids that fly? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. You're like, mom, mom, come here. Listen, listen to this. Listen to this. Yeah. Like, and, and she didn't ask for a picture or anything because I, I think I look kind of scary. I got the long hair and the mustache. Well, I didn't have the mustache at the time, but I look kind of scary. I'm a tall dude, but yeah, it was, it was kind of, it was kind of cool, you know? So that was pretty cool. It wasn't even the state that I live in or the town that I live in. So did you tell her about that? Your was nice. <laughs> See, I, I have a feeling that if I, I'm great that, at small talk, it would have been taken the wrong way. So. <laughs> hey, you want to see my trophy? <laughs> Good. Better than a probably participation cut. trophy. You won. Probably, probably cut that yeah. out. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. That might not make it to the. Uh... <laughs> Have you guys ever had a roadie? Technically, yeah, yeah. Actually, we uh, we've always we always try and bring like you know people who are just there to hang out like backstage and stuff, kind of like following the the template of Entourage on HBO. But so you know, you got to bring everybody you guys around. Play, you make me work. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we also get to hang out with the band, and you get to you know drink with the band. We buy a round. Say, you know, usually and, you get there old enough that is, and they're on the band card. 
if, if they're, yeah, they're drinking age. on the band card. Oh. So, yes. Yeah, that helps. You know, I would they're, helped, they're, yeah. they're a perk. Yeah. But no, we, it was really funny. When we went down to the Carolinas, my, uh, my younger brother, who he actually goes to UConn as well, and a couple of his buddies tagged along. So they were hanging out with us for the week, you know, helping us. Some of them helping lift stuff, but mostly they were just hanging out in the crowd and, you know, basically deciding the energy of the front row, which I think is equally as important as carrying the amps, you know. What's your famous moment, Nick? Uh, I, you know, there's, there's been a couple that I've been like, wow, this is like kind of weird that people recognize me here. We, I do think we kind of developed a little bit of like UConn fame on campus. So I had some moments where like, I'd be at the bar and be like, oh my God, you're in, you're in kids FY, you're in kids FY. And I'm like, oh yeah, you know, and I chat with them a bit. I mean, it's, it's kind of a weird, uh, you know, people knowing the words and asking like weird questions like that has always been interesting. But I think one of the, it's kind of not really like a moment of fame, but every now and then I'll get like an Instagram follower from like, I'm like, what, how does this person know me? And I see like, you know, Austin, Texas, like high school class of 23 or something. And I'm like, oh, they're definitely, they heard Kiss You a Fool on their like Spotify release radar, found the band and then found us, you know, or found me on Instagram. So that's always like a, wow, this is like people, people do kind of know who we are, you know, to some extent. Yeah. I love the web of it all. I don't mean the internet. I guess it is the web, but just the web of life of just randomness of, of whatever. And then, and yeah, no, no, it's always been, it is always cool. Like having some, cause we, you know, I mean, I think one of the coolest parts about all this is, you know, going around playing shows everywhere. We do get to meet a lot of like interesting people we would have, you know, never run into obviously if we didn't have the opportunity to like, you know, go to the Carolinas for a weekend or, you know, be backstage at Mercury Lounge and stuff like that. So it's, yeah it's always cool just making like weird connections and, you know, I mean, and we try, it's nice now with Instagram and all you can keep up with them and, you know, hit them up if you ever want to talk to them again. So it, I think that's definitely a perk of, uh, you know, all right, put you on the spot. So say. who was the last interesting person that you met at a show? Ooh, uh, you know, it's, unf- we, we actually didn't get to meet third eye blind at, at the third eye blind show, which I would think was a little disappointing, eh. but um, you know, <laughs> oh, well, yeah. they were big in the 2000s. Maybe it was back then. I actually I'm talk a lot. I talk in my in my book. I talk a lot of shit about Third Eye Blind. I didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tried it. That That's was funny. Funny. Yeah, I picked do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. I know there's there's a lot of you know we do we cover that song now and we're like every time we play we're like oh you know we open for Third Eye Blind blah blah blah. And I always look at Ryan on the drum set and he's like here we go again man I got to play this stupid <laughs> song you know like I'm a fan. I love that song. I think it's awesome, but. Yeah, I used to like it a lot, but we played it so many times now that it's like starting to not like it yeah. as much. That's that the, happens yeah. a lot of songs that we play. I think I brought it up in one of these. I can't remember. But can you imagine like writing a song about how much you love your girlfriend or something, and then you break up with her and you got to keep singing the song forever because it's a big one? Yeah, there to speak <laughs> on that, Nick. No, here we go. Because you fool all over again, man. Everybody wants you to sing that song all the time. You're stuck now. Actually, it was. It was a blessed union of soul. You know, I believe the love is the answer. I believe the love will find a way. So, who was the girl? You know, and and he's like, ah, yeah, they, you know, long time ago split up. (laughs) Don't worry about it. (laughs) Singing this song, this deep felt thing about who the fuck, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. No, I get the question like, oh, who are the songs about? Who are the songs about? And I'll either give like a joke answer or be like, yeah, don't worry about it. You know, you got to just brush it off. If word got out, it was at least in within my group of friends, it would spread like wildfire. And I'm not gonna. You know, oh well, don't want to deal with that. I mean, who's don't want to? I I'll cut you know, it. Probably, I promise. I'll yeah. <laughs> nah, it's yeah. top secret. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You know, it's Jennifer <laughs> Aniston. That's who. Braden, is your brother's band better than yours? 
<laughs> Ooh, you see, the hard part about that is that Nick and I lived with half of his band in college. So they are they're great musicians. Um, I, I can't say I actually have a gig with them this Saturday. I'm filling in on bass for them. Um, but I, I don't know if I'm, I'm up to liberty to say who's better or not. I mean, we have open for <laughs> Third Eye Blind, Not a Surf, Sold Out Mercury Lounge, Bowery Ballroom. But that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> are you going to tell people that it's not him playing that's what you could do you go there and you play the gig and then you're just really shitty you could get really mad like punch the singer and they'll all think it's him that <laughs> yeah. could everyone who asks they see him like oh are you in the band or is your brother in the band which one's in the band um and that's you could just get up there and be like kids that fly bitch and then just leave yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, just I could you wait in time he'll do that so no, you guys not- uh any of you guys, so your parents musicians, some of you guys, I would assume with all of you or musical backgrounds or what got you, I hate saying it, like being okay to play where your parents were like supportive of whatever. Was everybody's parents supportive? They all want you to do this thing or? Yeah, I mean, I made you I mean, music, so. <laughs> yeah, it's been a few minutes. Yeah. My, my, my dad has been playing guitar pretty much his entire life, so as soon as I started to show interest in music, he was just like, that's my boy. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> like it's awesome. I literally, last night, literally I filled in, I played drums uh, with his band. He's, he's in a tribute band for Kansas sticks and foreigners. So that was fun. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. But so my parents were always supportive of it. Maybe not as a profession until, you know, it gets a little bit. So you're his wayward more. son. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I had a feeling you were going to say that's a that. cursed song, man. That song's cursed. Yeah. <laughs> I actually played clarinet in junior high and I, I tried so hard to sit next down to this chick and she was just so fucking good, man. <laughs> and I'm playing away, I'm playing away. And she kept getting really better fast. And after that, I was like, fuck this music thing. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't keep up. I couldn't keep up. She was a damn clarinet playing genius. Anyway, my, um, back to you guys. My mom. My mom used to run or help run a record store in the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, not, no one in my family played instruments, or at least my parents. Um, and so my first concert ever, I was two. And she took me and my twin brother to see Bon Jovi. Oh. And, and fr- from that moment, I was like, I forget where it was. It was Prudential Center or somewhere in Jersey. And I was looking up. I was like, wow, you know, this is what I want to do. Um, and so that was kind of my awakening to just be within music. You know, I'll tell you. So I had uh, Snake Sabo on here from Skid Row. And Snake's best buddy when he was a kid was John Bon Jovi. And so they went together at like 13 years old or they were real young. And Snake was a real good baseball player, he was telling me, which is probably bullshit because he was going on and on about it. But anyway, he said he was a really good (laughs) baseball player. And he said after watching Kiss, they were like, we want to be those guys. And and that was, he changed everything. He started focusing on playing guitar and becoming a musician. Maybe less hairspray and, and tight pants, but. Don't tell him that he'll kill punch. Yeah. And he no, lives no. on your coast. More glam rock. Let's do it. More glam. <laughs> More glam rock. Oh, yeah. my, my goal for the band is to turn us into Motley Crew. We're gonna make a full 180 after this EP. Go tight pants, spikes on the shoulders. We hey man, I'm, I'm already halfway there. I'm already halfway <laughs> He's got there. the hair, man. They are having <laughs> issues in the camp lately. I don't know if you've heard. <laughs> What's that? Uh, Vince Neil has issues singing. Tommy Lee broke his ribs. Oh, yeah. oh, they're they're all they all got plenty of issues, and that's from I think years of rocking a little too hard and hanging out in Hollywood. But we, we probably is, won't make it out. We're an absolute monster still. 
Tommy oh, yeah. Lee is still a monster. Who? Which one? Tommy Lee. Oh yeah. He's an still amazing good drummer. I was going to say guitar player. He's a great guitar player. We were joking. I think like last week, we were just joking around and saying that we should get me one of those cages and just spin Roll me around. Strap them in. In the middle of Kisser, you fool. I'm just spinning around <laughs> like a hamster ball. Do it on a song that just like doesn't fit. Like there's no energy in it. Yeah. Once, once we have the budget, we'll get to your roll cage, Ryan. Don't worry. Thanks, dude. Appreciate Inspiration it. Inspiration comes from different places. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, I do appreciate your time. If you have any other fun stories, you're welcome to tell them. Otherwise, I will be looking forward to listening to your album. And I did like listening to all the other stuff. Who's do, What's with the music videos? Do you guys have a buddy or something who's a film major and who's putting them together for you? Or how are you doing them? Yeah, we, we had a couple people uh, that we met up at UConn that are, uh, I don't know if they actually majored in, you know, like photography and film work and stuff, but they, you know, they got they got great equipment they know what they're doing so they've done yeah, i think it was really uh, eric, yeah no uh his name's eric yang and then charlotte lao as well both of them we met both of them up at yukon they've done uh they did the kiss you full video they did trouble for the night uh and they're great they're, bring they, them on they, here they awesome. and i'm gonna make them work for free for me yeah. <laughs> yeah. i probably should have kept that part <laughs> they're actually uh, that's where i'm going with this yeah. <laughs> they're, yeah, know, they're, they're awesome they do a lot of touring photography now and stuff i know they they did a bunch of photos for like the NBA. I think it was like Nick's training camp and stuff. So they, you know, they're, they're going all over now. They're, uh, they're big time. So good for them. They kicked us to the curb, you know, <laughs> I'm kidding, of course, but you know, well, yeah, it's because of, of fucking third eye blind, man. <laughs> I know. What were we thinking? You guys right? probably have taste. <laughs> God damn it. Steven. Jason. I gotta be careful. The thing I wonder, like, do I gotta be careful? Like Howard Stern don't give a shit. Not that I'm Howard Stern, but you know, I'm talking shit about third eye blind. And the next thing I know, I'll get an email like, Hey, you want to talk to third eye blind? I'll be like, oh. <laughs> all no, that's, that's when you get them on the show I mean, and you double down. That, that yeah, there's, I figure though, there, like, there's that level, like your band sucks. And they'd be like, woohoo, don't care. I mean, why would they? <laughs> yeah, I don't care. We got millions of dollars. What do we give a shit? Oh, yeah. Crap. If you like us or not. <laughs> you're gonna ruin our legacy there was a there actually was a roadie named joel who was a redhead too and he worked for third eye blind so people were like oh you're joel from third eye blind i'm like no but they <laughs> definitely not like complete outfit like the band would have a third eye blind uniform that the roadies would wear really really yeah so they we, we smell go bad there. but they looked fucking great <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen the the freaking guitar rack that they had at that oh, show. Yeah. They, oh, there must have been like thirty of them. It was crazy. It was, they it was ridiculous. Well, when you can't play, what is the knot? If you can't tie a knot, tie a lot. So if you can't play, <laughs> yeah. get forty of them or something. I don't know how that joke uh, works. He, but... he had no shortage, man. I like. I remember looking in. It was a little tent set up next to the stage, and it was just like rack of acoustics rack of like hollow bodies another rack of a, it was just guitar after guitar and i had like i had three which i think is a lot for you know most people but i was like i i was so excited i had my stand i was lining them up and then i looked over to the left i'm like okay well you know was he <laughs> so that's why they get their he, i he must honestly we that was the thing we had to go drop our equipment off at the time they started and i ended up getting there late but we never even got to really like you know see them and and talk to them and stuff i mean he for with 30 guitars i mean he had a, he had two for every song so he must have been Dude, swapping them out at the bridge and stuff for real i mean that's a tough game, oh, yeah man. that's yeah. that's rough yeah you're definitely working all day every day oh yeah <laughs> just tuning that 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 <laughs> that's not that, that one's not my calling 
no, yeah. That's why I Blake's my guitar tech. I mean, he's only got three to deal with, so <laughs> don't worry, Blake. You're gonna conquer all these guys. Oh yeah. I'll have to like go off stage to restring Nick's guitar or something at some point because he breaks yeah, the string like, every off, gig man. we play. You're quick I do. It's at it. It's become tradition now. What's that? What, you, with restringing, you're saying? Yeah. Oh, he's, he's a guitar so, I mean... wizard for sure. <laughs> I've gotten pretty good now because I break one every show and in intermission, I usually have to, everyone else is going to like grab a drink and hang out and talk to people. And I got my little telecaster with my winder and I'm like, all right, we got to get it going. I got to stretch it out. Right. It's always the A string too. I don't know why I can't, you know, I'm rocking too hard, I guess. That's yeah, that has to be, right? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, uh, on STP, so Robert, when he'd play the bass, like every night his fingers would be all bloody. Like every night. I guess I got to go harder. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, you know, like Flea, I never saw his fingers bleeding. But maybe. Right. But, that man's know. an animal. He, oh. I mean, that, that's actually, that's one of my first, I'm a big fan of the Chili Peppers. And I mean, I, too. when I'm I first kidding. started learning bass. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm no, joking. When, I, when I first started learning bass, though, I, they like started putting me on like Chili Peppers. It was for School of Rock. And, um, you know, there was like this big Chili Peppers themed show that I played for. And I was learning like right out Chili Peppers bass lines, kind of like, you know, beginning of my like bass career without a better term. And that man can play. Like I he, like the way he just, he's just, he's a wizard. It's not. Yeah, but it's speed, also his stage slap. presence. His stage presence. He's because he's true. like this little dude. Oh yeah. He's, so <laughs> he's doing it all while throwing the guitar around and stuff. And, and everywhere. Flipping his and you're like, that's the guy from that surfer dude movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know he, he was voice? featured in an episode of, uh, oh, sorry, what were you saying? Yeah, I was gonna say that too. He voiced um that guy from the Wild Thornberry, the kid who'd be like, <laughs> you know, that was him. He did. That yeah, was I was. No way. no way. Yeah, I know. I, I was gonna say he's he's in an episode of the new uh, Obi Wan series, on uh, yeah. the Star Wars show. Which Don't I, I spoil remember, it I was, for like, me. Wow, I haven't I started it yet. <laughs> I, I've only watched an episode, but I saw him. I was like, is that Flea? What the hell is he doing yeah. in a Disney yeah, Plus but he show? Wasn't, he wasn't bad either, you know. No, he, no he's got. He's a born performer, man. Musicians are yeah. terrible actors, but. <laughs> okay he's good uh, most of us yeah definitely me yeah. i i, I, I like bill I burr bill burr and the man yeah, i was gonna say that oh yeah yeah uh, I forgot, as well as yeah. thundercat too is in in that too yeah, it was super good anyway once we talk about star wars we're fucking done <laughs> That's what we talk, yeah. yeah you can talk shit about bands i like i don't know that might be different spin i just don't know what i like so be tough I don't know. I can't, you know, it, with all the, you know, it's tough being in band. I try not to talk too much shit unless they're really bad. Then I, then, you know, it is really a couple easy bands to that we've like cross paths with. Yeah, now it is it's really but, easy. And unfortunately it's like, you know, everybody loves De- Detroit because Detroit doesn't criticize. They, uh, you can really suck and they'll, they'll cheer you on. They're just good guys. <laughs> Here in LA, we're mean assholes. You know? And I don't know why. I don't know why you get up there and fucking <laughs> play, you know, try it. Because no, no, I'm I'm getting a little taste of that in New York. It's uh, you know, it's the same a lot, a lot of uh, very critical people. But hey, who cares? You know, we get to sing and dance on our uh, way more often than most people, and we get paid for it sometimes. So how can we complain? Damn you know, right. I think you got to do it for yourself, <laughs> and then you're happy, and you cruise along, and then you guys come up with a good song, and you're like, it's actually fucking good, and I know it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's good. Yeah, no, then people will buy it. You know, got to got to commit to it, but. Yeah, it's fun. You know, I I like I I I think I can speak for everyone saying you know it's been it's been a total blast. So no matter how much longer it goes, we're not going to be kids that fly forever. But you know, I think it's uh it's been a hell of a ride. But I think I think we're going somewhere. We'll see. You know, we'll I see once so we drop too. the new EP. People buy in, 
maybe we'll do another one who knows so the ep and everything spotify obviously is there anywhere else that you guys suggest or i saw your website spotify, you can... apple music youtube you know we're, we're you're usually on our little uh why, yeah rap napster is napster still up i don't know title <laughs> probably not <laughs> all your preferred streaming platform is the uh is the line do you guys do you be, but you're anywhere you know through, uh tune core or what do you use yeah, yeah, we, we do it. We core. actually we switched to TuneCore for the uh, the last couple of singles, so that's how we do it. You know, we were yeah. going through. You know, we've done we've done a couple of things with them like CD Baby, Kid, and all that. On, but yeah, yeah, but no, TuneCore is sweet. It's cool. I like TuneCore. I've, years and years I've been with them. I think they're great. So so easy, you know. And yeah, it's like saying a record deal for fucking what? What are they gonna do? <laughs> I don't care about you. They're, they're gonna they're gonna take thirty percent and boss you around. I think that's the that's the deal usually. They're looking for Paul McCartney's next album. They don't give a shit about you guys. Yeah. It's, it's tough. You got to push yeah. something. So. Yeah. No, no, and I I think it's a it's a not cool joyful though. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's been. Don't get a career you know, in math. We've been riding the, you know, we've been riding yeah, kind of solo for the most part. Oh, these engineers. Oh, look at me. I should have been an engineering major. I always tell myself that, but yeah, it's a I don't know if I would have handled it. You know, <laughs> yeah. There's, hey, there's still hope. Maybe I can change now. I'll go back to school. Sorry, guys. Find a new singer. You know. <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for your time. Uh, really, will listen to the album when it comes out. Melodramas for the spice, spice age. <laughs> really, will listen That's to cool that album when too. it comes out. <laughs> Melodramas. <for the laughs> And I uh, look forward to talking to you guys soon. If you ever need anything, yell at me. Sounds good, man. Thanks yeah, for having us. Thank, awesome. thank, you. thank you so much. Cool. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to like and subscribe by clicking the round button on the bottom right. To learn more about me or the guests on the show, go to joelrody.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. The handle's Joel Rody. And don't forget, when you party like a rock star, don't be a dick. <laughs>